You are listening to The Quest for 100, a discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know. And now your hosts, Justin and Brian. Vroom, vroom, vroom. <laughs> what was that? Land it? That was that was a car. Does it sound like a car? Uh, revving, kind of like. Sure. Close enough. Should I have done like? Is that like the the little the wheels spinning? Is that been more fitting for this topic today? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't know how to intro. A Hot Wheels episode, okay? I, I went with Vroom 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 and I think that's pretty fitting. I mean I was gonna I was thinking like it's it's hot in here or something like that. Mm. It's a hot I one. I guess that could work. It's a hot that one. That could work. And it because it is hot. It is hot here in Seattle. It is hot. It it is hot. Though I think that message would have been maybe mixed in that I thought that uh we're talking to little cars today. And uh those little cars are, are hot wheels. And uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, if if you are tuning in, if this is your first time tuning in, ninety-one episodes in, what took you so long? Welcome in. <laughs> uh, we're, we're we're glad to have you. Uh, many of you are our regular listeners. I, I know I talk to you guys often, and so welcome to to you folks. Hopefully, you enjoy this episode today. But but yeah. So if you are new to this, what we what we typically do is we do a little bit of a we pick a topic every single week. We jump around. Uh, we have at least nine more left. We're trying to get to 100. And But yeah, every week we do a little bit uh, different topic, jump around different things, talk about news. We drop some knowledge and stats and history. Uh, and then we get into some fun debates and, and some crazy thinking at the end. And he's Justin. But, uh, I'm Brian because we haven't oh, yeah. talked about that I, yet. I just went right past that. They yeah. don't need to know our yeah. news. The basics. The basics, you know. Yes. Yes, for sure. But uh, but yeah. So so welcome in. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Oh yeah, we're talking we're talking Hot Wheels today. But before we get into to all this fun stuff, Brian, uh, have you been up to anything fun in the last week or so? No, I played a little bit of golf, but that was about it. Yeah. Yeah. Light, well, our, we already know golf. our listeners don't listening don't like listening to us ramble about golf, but uh. Yeah, I also it, got. This. Man, it was hot. It was so hot. Yeah, yeah. I think it got to like ninety six or seven, and that's pretty hot here in Seattle. Yes. Being so close to the water, everything just heats up, and it's it, it's not fun. Nobody has AC. It's just not mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Uh, no, not not at all. That's that's the difference out here in the Pacific Northwest. Is not many places have AC. So I was talking to my brother over the weekend, and I was like, Yeah, it's. It's 95, 96 is, is hot. It's hot anywhere you go. But, you know, 96, 95 on the East Coast is heavy hot. Like, it's humid, just uncomfortable. But at least you can hide in your house. You can't hide in your house here. It's yeah. just, you, you got to live with it. And it's rare that it gets that hot. But, but yeah, it was it was a scorcher. We, we actually got away uh, for the day on Sunday, went up to the peninsula. Okay. And uh, went on went on a couple hikes up there went to hurricane ridge mm. and uh which was really really cool highly recommend if you're in this area to go uh to hurricane ridge it was just like a long drive there about two and a half three hours from seattle 
but uh, amazing, amazing views up there. And uh, it's nearby Lake Crescent, which is a, a lake I never heard of until this weekend. And Is it crescent uh, shape? I'm now telling everyone else to go there. Uh, maybe from above, but it is quite large in when we saw it, so it doesn't look like it's crescent. It's mm. massive. It, it reminds me, if you've ever seen Banff, if you've ever seen like these mountains that like just come and hit on uh, like just land and water. I don't, I don't know. It's just typically it's hard to describe. That's without, called a lake. Land meets but, water is is a lake. No, but like mountains meets water, Brian. Okay, it's, okay. Well, it's pretty just, epic. Just just uh, just making clear. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, I will uh, say, yeah. So yeah. I, I will say that I saw your your um, note on the news piece, and it all it said was child, and I was like, "Wait, what? What are you about to drop?" You know, in this because <laughs> I thought it was in the since last time section, and realized that uh, <laughs> it was in the news section. So no, there will be no breaking news of that level yeah. uh, in today's episode. Yeah. Okay. That's all right. Well, should we get into some news? Let's do it. All right. Well, my news was labeled child. And the reason being for that is uh, this is a crossover news segment to one of our other episodes, the Star Wars episode. There is now, in case you needed some more baby Yoda in your life, uh, the Mandalorian character is now a die cast Hot Wheels car with a head peeking out, similar to, well, Kind of similar to what was in the show of Mandalorian. Did you end up watching Mandalorian? Brian? No, no, no. No, you didn't. You were gonna, you were gonna right, give Disney me your Plus. Disney Plus. Yeah, we, you got to remind me. I'll get you hooked up. <laughs> yeah, because you got to watch that. But yeah, so Baby Yoda is all the rage, all known as the child in the show, not technically Baby Yoda. Um, but uh, but yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of popularity around it, and so they came out Mattel which you'll get into I'm sure in the history and all that but Mattel who makes Hot Wheels isn't it Mattel they revealed Mattel sorry yeah I don't know why I say Mattel uh, I don't know not many people know it doesn't matter um, <laughs> it's not like the biggest toy manufacturer <laughs> in the world or something I know <laughs> yeah no biggie uh, but yeah so they just announced it via their, their Comic Con and just giving fans an early taste of the design um, it's supposed to arrive in spring of 2021 and it will be priced at $3.99, which is a little bit more expensive than what they typically are right now. Oh, really? And just kind of as a little, yeah, a little bit of a backstory. Um, so I, I doubt you'll mention this in your history just cause it's like a little blimp in it, but Hot Wheels character cars line, which is, has been began or sorry, it began in 2010. And so they've made race cars with Toy Story 3 and um, Star Wars and every, like most other things they've partnered, most other franchises they've partnered with on unique stuff. Um, and Star Wars is not an exception there. So anyway, thought that was just kind of cool uh, if you are a Hot Wheels collector. Cool. Well, my story and news comes out of Australia and Michael Whippa Whipfeely, an Australian radio host, broke the world record for the longest Hot Wheels track just a few weeks ago. Oh. So this was a, a record held actually previously by the city of Foster, Pennsylvania. 
and they said it last year. Ah. I don't know if you know where Foster is. I have no idea where Foster, Pennsylvania is, oh, but okay. I know. I know Pennsylvania. Oh, good, <laughs> I was, good. Glad. I wasn't going anywhere with that. Yeah, good, glad. So, yeah. Whippa set up a track at Sydney's Tarragona Zoo and um, Centennial Park on two different days. He actually failed on both of those two days. So on the third day, they set up at Oatley Park, and it took almost 20 attempts until they sent the car 2,624 feet down this track to set the world record. And I watched the video on uh, the guy's Instagram story, and it's pretty incredible. It it wasn't like they just sent a straight track. Like, they had a, a few turns in there, some... Obviously, you had the power boosters to go about, and and so you know he was concerned about certain power boosters because they, you know, had a little bit more wiggle to them. It wasn't quite as straight, so it was pretty interesting to to watch. But two thousand six hundred and twenty four feet, I feel like, is fairly. I mean, it's a good record, right? But it's yeah. also a breakable record. Like if you sure. if you spent the amount of you know the needed amount of time to construct that, you know that's did it say how long it took him to make it? Uh, no, but but they did it over a three day period. So the the first two days they tried it at different places. So they obviously set it up that day um, at this third place to set the record. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. I think it it is. Uh... It is achievable. I mean, you have to be really dedicated, and I'm curious how much it costs them to actually do it. But I feel like you could do that. It's not that crazy. Yeah, yeah. You get the right. Does, did right the car, car have to make it the entire way? Is oh yeah. That what the deal was? Yeah. Okay, so there's. It has there's to go the, down oh, the track now. Yeah, so it's got to have those power spots. Boosters. Right, yeah. Push yeah. It. So it's you know every I don't know probably thirty feet, twenty to thirty feet. It's got to go through that. And that's the, you know, tough part of it. You're going through probably a hundred of those or no, a thousand, uh, no, a hundred right. of those and maybe more. And that's where it gets dicey every time, you know, cause you're just, it could hit a little bit wrong and, and yeah. shoot it off the track or whatever. But, um, yeah. you know, 20 attempts at that, that third day and they eventually got it done. Impressive. Yeah. Before we, uh, well, I'm gonna. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say it too. Oh, okay. Uh, before we jump into it, Brian, we need to uh, we need to unbury the lead, as we say. Yeah. So what do you? What's your background in Hot Wheels? Why are we talking about this? Honestly, well, maybe not why we're talking about this, but what? Honestly, I can't remember. I honestly don't remember. I don't. Have I, you used them? No. Huh. It, it's not a vivid memory of mine to to having a track with Hot Wheels. Honestly, I don't remember think associating Hot Wheels with the track. Like it wasn't a one to one to me. And so it it wasn't until doing this research that I really realized that the track was the Hot Wheels. I think I always thought of Hot Wheels and Matchbox cars as kind of the same thing. And I didn't sure. realize the difference when I was younger. Uh yeah. I I was a big Oh, what are they? The like the track 
the track RC cars that are on electric oh, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. and and you uh, like control them, yeah. and and they yeah. that that I had had when I was a kid, and so I played with those a lot more than I played with the Hot Wheels because I liked to to drive those things around and felt like I had more control over it. So I honestly I couldn't have told you that I had any Hot Wheels because I don't know that I ever had that power booster. I don't. There's no sure. memory of mine that I had that, so maybe my yeah. mom will correct me. But uh, I was a I was a truck, yeah. uh, truck and combine, you know, farm implements kind of guy, not a big car guy. I wanted okay. function, function to my my toys, not yeah. not uh, just you know cool looking cars. Yeah, yeah, and you know, over time they kind of evolved, obviously, and technology and make and all the other stuff that I'm sure you'll talk about. But um, for me, this was, this was a weird one. Uh, it was a topic that I didn't necessarily know about other than like, I knew what they are. I'm very familiar with what they did. And at first glance, I kind of had the same reaction as you, Brian, where I was like, oh, I don't know if I had any, um, which gives you a little bit of a background of, you know, I probably didn't have that many, but you know, as I started, the, the moment when it clicked, I was watching a video of someone putting a track together and the, like this, how the tracks slide in together. And that something literally, it was almost like when they put the two tracks together, it clicked in my mind the same way. And I was just like, oh, I remember doing that. I remember building tracks for Hot Wheels uh, and Matchbox because I think, to your point, they were kind of interchangeable for me growing up in the nineties. Um, and so I, I know I had them and I can actually also, and it just popped in my head just now or a couple minutes ago. Um, I had a blue case that maybe was my brothers beforehand or brothers and sisters beforehand. I was the youngest of five. Um, you know, it could have been theirs before, but, uh, I remember a blue carrying case that had, I want to say probably it could fit 30 or so cars in it. And I remember it being full. So, and I would, I would venture to say that all of them, maybe 90% at, at worst were probably hot wheels versus the matchbox cars. Yeah. So, but that, that's kind of the extent of my connection to hot wheels. I remember playing with them. I couldn't tell you the age that I was interested in them. And I don't think it was very long lived when I was, but but I also felt like we we kind of missed the, you know, when they're uber popular. Not that they weren't popular in the 90s, but just not like when they first started. Well, and I think I think it has to do with if you were a car person, right? Like when you were a kid. Well, I would argue that it's the other way around. Like they, they form car peoples, car peoples. They, like, like you... I would venture to say if you are really big into Hot Wheels growing up, you're probably really big into cars. Now. now. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think versus but I, like being into cars and then be like, oh, now I need Hot Wheels. And then, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. But, but if a big, if a cool looking car drives by you, you want your own version of that little car, right? It's kind of like with me and the farm yeah. implements, like, oh, this big massive combine, I would see that and I would want my own or this dump truck or, you know, that's where I, as a kid, it wasn't necessarily, 
I mean, it, it could be kind of one of those chicken or the egg type of things, but I think, sure, I think it was definitely having the exposure in the real world to these massive things lends to, oh, I want my own little thing, right? Um, yeah. By the way, the electric power big racer road racing set is is what I'm finding for that uh, little two cars that are on the electric, you know, power track. Yeah. Uh, I've never heard of that, but I can picture it. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, now, uh, now that we've got a base for what our knowledge is on these hot wheels, let's, uh, let's drop some knowledge so we can give you even more. As we normally do, I'm the history guy and Justin is the stats guy. We're going to lead off with some history. So in 1968, co-founder of Mattel Elliot Handler developed a hot rod small scale car as an answer to Matchbox cars and Matchbox cars were a British toy introduced by Lesney products in 1953 they were generally small uh, scale models of production cars whereas the hot wheels were considered to be you know these more exotic hot rod cars the first mm-hmm. castings were considered the Sweet 16, as there were 16 castings originally re- released on May 18, 1968. Eleven of those 16 designs were by Harry Bentley Bradley, who actually came from the car industry. The line was known as the first of the Red Line series because of the red pinstripe on the, the sides of the tires. Yeah, Hot Wheels were originally designed to easily roll and travel at high speeds. And so they had a hard plastic tire as opposed to a narrow metal or plastic wheel that were seen on the matchbox cars. So, So I don't necessarily think that there were actually tracks for matchbox cars. No, I don't, I don't think there were. I mean, the, the tracks were really... Well, well Matchbox 2, if I remember correctly, when they started, they were more specialized in these, like, construction vehicles. And um, it wasn't until Hot Wheels came along that they started to be like, oh, we got to do more sportsy-type cars because those are the really popular ones. But I remember them having, like, dump trucks and, like, almost like Tonka-type stuff. Why production cars that's mind. that's what they said is production yeah, cars yeah 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 so yeah so the hot wheels were actually meant to be used on this racing track set which were you know these orange road sections that could piece together with a supercharger that would propel the cars along the track ira gifford designed the next set of hot wheels in 1969 which saw two of the most successful designs of all time with the twin mill and the splitting image. I had to look those up and what those actually looked like. I did not ever have those. Nope. The Hot Wheels Beach Bomber prototype is considered to be the most valuable Hot Wheels car ever created. Yep. And I'm sure you have the number on on what the 
you know price of this was and, and really due to its narrow body and a heavy uh, top heavy frame the initial prototype does not perform up to the Hot Wheels standards so never actually was put into production yeah so I don't know if you're going to get any more into detail but like they had these surfboards that were on it um, and the original design had uh, the surfboards coming out the back and that's what threw it out of balance. So they had to shift it over to the sides and that's what makes it, it's almost like one of those uh, errors or whatever, uh, not an error. I mean, it was a prototype, but like you, you look for those things and be like, oh yeah, like there wasn't many produced because you know, it wasn't, didn't work well. It didn't roll well. And then those are the ones that end up being worth, you know, a ton of money. Yeah. So in 1973, Hot Wheels became one of drag racing's first sponsors outside of the automotive industry, which I thought was really interesting. And uh, they they actually, you know, in 1970 had produced the Mongoose and Snake drag race set. And this set comes with about a 60, or excuse me, a 32 foot orange track and two daredevil loops with parachutes to slow down the cars i never had those but uh i saw videos of that and i was like that's cool i guess yeah so in 1974 ellie handler and his design team reinvented the pad printing process termed tampo revolutionizing the hot wheels line with a more detailed graphics and, and brighter colors Flying Colors is the first collection to market using this new process and other toy brands started to copy Mattel's innovation here. In 1975, Hot Wheels designer Larry Wood would design the Hot Wheels Ramblin' Wrecker uh, and this puts his, uh, his own home phone number on the side of the tow truck and so it, it actually arrived in stores this way uh, with the phone number intact and just hundreds of kids and fans actually called the number. He what? eventually had to remove it from later versions. That's crazy. Yeah. Huh. Also in 1975, Hot Wheels introduced its first motorcycle to uh, the vehicle lineup. In 1979, Hot Wheels introduces the first licensed entertainment vehicles with the creation of the scene machines. So the famed Marvel comic book characters, including Captain America, Spider-Man, Thor, and, and the Incredible Hulk, are featured on the sides of the cars. And so even before you were talking about some of the um, you know, partnering, I think you said in 2010 or something like that, they'd, they'd done some you know, partnering with, with Marvel before that. In 1983, Hot Wheels uh, introduced the Real Riders feature with real rubber tires. Uh, and, you know, this new style of wheel was really the first style or type of it, its kind out there because um, everybody was creating either metal or plastic before that. Uh, in 91, the Hot Wheels created its one billionth car, and to commemorate the, the milestone, the brand unveiled the billionth car collection with four different chrome-plated die-cast gold Corvettes, 
the 63 split window Corvette, the 68 Corvette Stingray, the 80s Corvette hardtop, and the custom Corvette convertible. And uh, we've, we go ahead a little bit to 1997. Mattel brought Tyco toys, bought Tyco toys in 1997. And along with this purchase actually came Matchbox. So really the two competitors are now one starting in 1997. Yeah. And uh, that was something I saw in my research too. And, and as we were talking about, you know, we have a, a little bit of an age gap, not much, but we like the nineties to me, like 97, I was seven years old. I don't know when the prime age for playing with hot wheels would be. Uh, I probably should, I guess it's probably a recommended age on all of these, but I don't know if I would have been playing with them at seven, but maybe as I was a little bit younger, but either way, mid to late nineties, Matchbox to me was this interchangeable with Hot Wheels. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I probably would have, if I was, you know, had to make a decision at seven years old, like who makes Hot Wheels, I probably would have said Matchbox. Because <laughs> I, I don't know, like I, you know, they're one, one they were one and the same. Yeah. So after that point, I'm curious how much like change, but. And if they sorry, both God. fit on the track, I, I got to be honest, I, I don't know if you would know the difference as a kid, you know? You wouldn't. You wouldn't yeah. be like, oh, yeah, this car doesn't work on here for some reason. Like, oh, okay, I'll go to the next car. Like, it's not like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is a Matchbox and this is a, a Hot Wheels. So, I I could be wrong, and I want to look this up, but I feel like Matchbox were, like, a little bit fatter, wider even than – not, like, a ton. They'd still fit on tracks, but I feel like – I want no to look clue. into this. No clue. Go uh, into it, but – all right. Well, I got uh, I got three. Like hot, hot. Oh, go ahead. I got three more stats or okay. uh, history pieces that that before you get into the stats. So you got a little bit of time to look it up right now. Right. So we're in 2001. HotWheelsCollectors.com is created uh, for the most enthusiastic Hot Wheels fans, and the website provi- provides a way for fans to directly buy their favorite designs online. And have an open forum to discuss their passion for all things Hot Wheels. Just a year later, the HotWheelsCollectors.com established the Red Line Club, a members-only exclusive group with exclusive premium cars and content. And the Red Line Group is still going strong today, with annual memberships selling out each year. Which again is it's kind of mind blowing that there's this market for that. I don't I don't know what the the I, it, memberships, you know, max is, but if it sells out every year, why are you yeah. capping it? Like why are you capping it if if exclusivity, man? That's that's what gets people coming back. They got to fight for it. Yeah, I honestly it's it's in some ways it's a shock yes because we're coming in very pretty cold to Hot Wheels in general, but I mean, we've done a, a handful of these already topics like this. I mean, Beanie Babies is one that pops in my head, which is obviously near and dear to my heart. But, you know, there are, like, it's it's a collectible. It is a true collectible. And unlike, you know, I mean, Beanie Babies, they, they you know, 
they're not, they don't have much cool factor after a certain little bit of time, but like cars, like, you know, from a collectible, if I were to say like, Oh, I was a, you know, diehard hot wheels collector. I feel like that has some longevity more than beanie babies and, and the prices that we'll get into, you know, it was some of this stuff, like it's, it's, there's value to being a collector. Like if you do it right, like you can turn profits and make a living out of being a collector of, of hot wheels. So it's, there's, there's, there's people out there, Brian, and they, they, they love collecting and they'll collect whatever. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. And I'm hoping they're listening to our episode here. Yeah. Probably disgraced with us. Yeah, probably. As, as they're like, most the you experts usually are like, what the heck is this? They don't know anything. Yeah, exactly. We're learning. Yeah. Okay. This yeah. is about learning here. Exactly. Exactly. We're on a quest for knowledge. Well, and then my last history bit is that in 2013, the first full-size factory-built Hot Wheels car became a reality with the Chevrolet uh, Camaro SS Hot Wheels Special Edition, and it became available for, for sale. I did not see how much this actually went up for, you know, sale for. Maybe you have that in your stats. You know, I, I I didn't see it, but I did see that statistic uh, of it coming out, and I think they have t- a total of twenty life size cars right now, um, is what I saw. So, um, but I couldn't tell you how much they go for. Um, that that that's next level stats. We're not there yet. Um, all right. Well, I'll, I'll I got you. I got it. I found it. Sta- I found it. Oh, you do? Yeah. We'll lead oh. into your stats with I'm with intrigued. one final stat. Uh, or one final okay. history portion of my stats, and it's fifty six thousand dollars. Huh? And it's a fully operational car. Yeah, it just looks like a Camaro. That I think that's that, that's yeah, yeah. Spring of two thousand eighteen. Um, fiftieth anniversary of Hot Wheels. Uh, yeah. Looks like you can get some stripes what? on it. Wow, I uh, underestimated or overestimated the cost of a normal Camaro. I was curious. I was like, oh, that probably is around what a Camaro is. According to Google, Camaros run for about twenty. Start at twenty five thousand dollars. I would say that's probably about right. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. That's like that seems like I mean it's a lot of money, but it, in comparison to other cars, like it's actually not that expensive. I'm kind of blown away right now. I kind of just anticipated most sports cars would be over fifty, but I guess not all. Interesting. So yeah, that is not that is quite expensive then for this exclusive version of the Camaro. But yeah, so I'll I'll jump into some stats here to to continue that on. Uh, so. Hot Wheels is the number one selling toy in the world and is the number one vehicle property, uh, which is obviously pretty cool. In in 2019, Hot Wheels brought in a record high, 926 million in gross sales for Maytel. Is it Maytel? Mattel. Now I'm questioning Mattel. 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 I want to call it Maytel. Mattel. That's okay. Mattel. Uh, May tag, um, May tag, and Mattel. Oh, maybe that's something of yeah, uh, probably. Mattel. Okay, Mattel. Um, so over 
Six billion Hot Wheels have been produced since 1968. And uh, I thought this was interesting. So of those, those, the first 16, the first 16 set, which was the California custom style cars, uh, they sold 16 million of those in the first year, which um, is saying a lot for a new company. And, you know, obviously there's little cars and you can sell a lot that way, but they had a lot of hype to kind of start. Um, but as you look at uh, the the produ production of it, so 500 million Hot Wheels are produced per year, which is about 10 million per week, and about 16.5 Hot Wheels produced every second. Some of those, like when you really think about it, okay, basically what's that saying is there is a lot of, of cars being produced. And what that opens up your eyes to is the fact that this is not something that died away. No. The sales numbers don't indicate that it's died away. Yeah. It is still incredibly popular yeah. to this day, if not even more, you know, at times more popular um, today. And maybe, I don't know what the reasons are, at least from a financial standpoint and money changes. So that's that's a big reason for it. But uh, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Um, so with that, 2 billion wheels are produced every year. Uh, and Hot Wheels makes over 6,000 miles of orange track every year as well. 6,000 miles? 6,000 miles of track. Uh, and that guy had, what, one of them in his, his record? Uh, but yeah, so taking it to kind of the next level here with uh, with the collecting piece. So Mattel says that they have some 15 million avid collectors who average 1,550 cars each. That is a lot of people. I, I know there's a lot of people in the in the country in the world, but 15 million avid collectors. That's a pretty healthy chunk of people. I'd be curious how you know this is probably a really hard number to find, but how that ranks against other collectible things. Like how many people collect sports cars or Pokemon cards or Beanie Babies or whatever. Like and we're are considered avid collectors um, because 15 million to me seems like a lot um, for something like this, but. Uh, the average kid in the U.S. owns 50 Hot Wheels. Huh. That's just wild. That's a lot. Yeah. And and I, if you think about it, like I probably had about 50 Hot Wheels. I mean, I know I had 30 or so that were in that carrying case, and I'm sure I had some stragglers, maybe even another case I don't remember. But, um, although you had zero. Yeah, I think of. I think I had Matchbox cards. You. Yeah, I don't think I yeah. had Hot Wheels. I I didn't. I don't remember the track very well. Yeah. Well, I like. I remember the track, but I re also remember. I enjoyed just, you know, scooting them around. Like I. Oh I yeah, no, no, but but if it's a Hot Wheel, it's gonna have the track with it. I mean, I, I think. But you don't have to necessarily use it. Is what I'm saying. But but. I think that's the difference. I think that I probably would have had matchbox cars if I didn't have the track. Why, why would you have hot wheels with, with like you probably bought the hot wheels with the track? Maybe, but they do sell. I mean, they sell them individually if you like the cars. So 
Yeah, but I, I do remember having a track. I just I don't remember being in love with the track. I remember building the track. I don't remember being in love with it, but I do remember liking the cars. Hmm. I do remember like moving them around. So, I mean, heck, I'm we're trying to remember back twenty plus years, and um, I can barely remember what I ate. I know, morning. I know, I'm with you. By the way, six thousand miles, right? Is that what you said? Six thousand miles, yeah. So that's from here to Japan. Whoa. Huh. That's pretty far. I yeah. guess in my head I was like, oh, it's not that far. But no, that's, that's pretty far. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, you, you that could be the new record. <laughs> Travel. Uh, I mean, that, that could be how we get to. That's every year. You, yeah. That means, I mean, they don't have the stand here, but that means that every year since, what was it? What was the year again when it started? Uh, 68. Yeah, so 68. Since 68, I'm sure they make more now. But yeah, like, I was going to say, I don't think they made 6,000. I'm sure they've made 6,000 each year the last 10 years. Yeah, I mean, there's they have enough track to go around this world a couple times. Oh, for sure. Yeah, probably probably to so, the moon. and Probably to the moon. They could probably go to the moon. Wow. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, okay, so a couple other uh, stats here. So there are 20,000 different variations of Hot Wheels uh, cars that exist, and there are over 130 new car designs introduced each year. We talked about, or you mentioned, that the um, the most, the, the rarest of all of them is the Beach Bomb, and we talked about which is the prototype. Um, so according to Hot Wheels, the most expensive um, that is the most expensive sold, and that was at seventy-two thousand dollars. That was what it was sold at. Uh, but is it, it's actually? I, I've seen some mixed reports, uh, but it said that there were two of them made in nineteen sixty-nine, and they're valued at one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So uh, it's a pretty penny for that. Now, I, I always wonder. I, I didn't dig super deep into this. But I was curious if having them in the package makes a huge difference on the value. I would think that it would. Well, but they're prototypes, so would they even been in the? I guess the prototype wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that's um, because I actually saw you, you mentioned Bruce Pascal. So he he owns what is considered the most valuable Hot Wheel collection in the world, and he has you know that prototype. And there was a picture of him with it just sitting on a table I'm like holy crap like that's $150,000 just in this little little car but it wasn't in a package or anything so that makes a lot of sense why it wouldn't be um, but he has a staggering array of 7,000 rare toy cars that are collectively insured for $1.5 million I mean basically ba- the- basically what you were describing is that he's using the most expensive Hot Wheel car as a glorified paperweight. Sure. It, uh, it, it's interesting, though. Like he Just sitting uh, on a desk. Just sitting on a desk. Well, you should look this guy. I'll, I'll send you a picture. Maybe, maybe that'll be uh, something I use for an eventual post that I make. Oh, but, wow. Um, Are we getting back on yeah. IG? No. no. 
Yeah, yeah, it's happening. It's happening. Just wait. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So no, there's a picture of his place, and he. It's like a Hot Wheels heaven. Like the, like the, but there's a massive like, well, not real life size, but massive like track like thing that splits the room in half, and he has this really cool, um, co- uh, drawers that like he just pulls out, and he's got like all of these just old design. It's really, I mean, if you're a collector, that's, that's like the VIP style and way that you would collect. Um, it was just really interesting kind of reading about him. Um, but yeah, so he's, he's got all of these different things and, and the one that he had is, I'm sure it's probably put in a case somewhere. Yeah. So, uh, that was, that was pretty much it. The only other thing I had was that, um, According to Hot Wheels, they say that uh, their product has remained about $1 for the past 50 years. So um, they, they do have, obviously, variations and things, like I said, with the, um, the, the child um, or baby Yoda. But um, for the most part, they're you know around a dollar. Hmm. That's pretty good. I wonder what their production cost yeah. is. You know, what's their, what's their profit margin there? I don't know. They're making lots of money, though. All right, well, let's get That's in all I got. to some friendship test. We just become best friends. Yep. So I think our first question is pretty clear that we really don't know much of a difference between Hot Wheels and Matchbox. Yeah. So I don't know I mean, if we can pick a side. I, I, I will pick a side. I will pick a side. At least, and I'm going to pick a side based off of memory, which is very, very light and fragile uh but i i'm i'm hot i'm team hot wheels and when i picture and maybe it's another knockoff brand i'm thinking of but when i picture 90s matchbox i picture somewhat rounder somewhat uh, like wider i don't know what it is but the there's cars that i just feel like are different feeling Whereas like Hot Wheels were truly, in, in, I feel like, inspired by real life cars and more so than Matchbox. And for that reason, I think that Hot Wheels is a little bit of a step above. Though as a kid, I probably didn't realize or care. But if I was going back and I found my old collection and I see these two next to each other, I feel like I would say that Hot Wheels is a little bit better. Mm. what I would mm. mean. Well, uh, you know, I'm looking up Matchbox cars right now and just based off of what I'm seeing here, I like them better because I like the functional toys. I don't want to mm. I don't want a cool-looking hot rod car. I want a you know, police car or You want a hatchback? A dump truck or a Jeep sure. or a yeah firefighting truck you know firefighting truck yeah that that's the side yeah I'm no, and that's that's fair i mean i'm not saying that they don't have the production styles they have that but when you're looking at you know i mean part of collecting those things is like having the fast car like you want a fast eh, car and, is it is it or do do you want function uh, i don't think you need function yeah, because because you didn't I, i'm going you I'm didn't going even speed really, over function. You didn't really even use the the track from from my understanding of what you've 
you know. It doesn't mean I didn't race them across the floor. Well, yeah, yeah. You but can still race them, free form. Sure, sure. Um, all right. Well, I I want to know, Brian. Um, what do you think? So we're talking Mattel here. Um, what is the biggest toy impact from them? And I, I listed out a couple here. Yeah. Um, and I, you don't have to know a ton about these things, but you, you know that they're big. So these three big brands, which is Hot Wheels, which we obviously talking about, Barbie, mm-hmm. or American Girl. Are you familiar with American Girl? I, I am. At all? Yeah, I, I know what it is. Okay. Um, and yeah. so did did they invent all of these, or, or are these things that they they uh, eventually bought? So you know? they. I, from my understanding, they have invented all of these. American Girl, I'm not 100% sure on because that was a later one. Um, I think that, I forget if that was 80s or 90s, but um, but I think it was later than, than I expected. But yeah, so, but Barbie has was, was been around for a while and I think it was theirs, um, their invention to my knowledge. So let's assume that it is. I mean, we can look it up, but we, let's assume that it is. Um, what uh, what has a bigger impact? I think, I think to be honest, the fact that we can't tell the difference between Matchbox cars and Hot Wheels is a big indicator mm-hmm. because Barbie is synonymous with dolls. Now, American Girl has has made a made a strong push. I think you know in the past three or four decades, but I don't know that they were necessarily that influential prior to this. And maybe that's just, that's just my lack of knowledge on American girl, but I feel like it was more of a recent thing. And, and like even cabbage patch dolls used to be the thing back in the sixties and seventies. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's kind of been this evolution but Barbies, I feel like, have been a stalwart in the toy industry, and you know when you're looking at a, our Barbie, and so that's why I think I, I'm gonna have to go with Barbie on the most in, impactful toy from Mattel. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's a it's a challenging one. I think when you're cons- consumed like we just have been with Hot Wheels and our research and understanding of all this stuff. Um, you know, the initial take may be Hot Wheels because it is. I mean, it's really amazing that, that following the, you know, the amount of people that collect, that are avid collectors, not even just casual, but avid collectors. Um, it's pretty impressive. So this is, this is no slight against them, but I, I'm with you on this. I think Barbie is a more iconic brand within uh, Mattel. And um, it just... I don't know. And I, they've, they've gone under criticism in the last five to 10 year or 10 to 20 years because, um, you know, people connecting themselves to like this skinny body and all that other stuff. And so they've become more, you know, um, a wider net, more diverse and all that other stuff, which is really great because I think a lot of people, and that's, that's to, there's a reason why people are critiquing those things. One, because it's body image, but two, because it's influential. Hot Wheels may be growing a bunch of people that love cars in their future, but like Barbie dolls were were creating an image that women or men, you know, I mean, not, yeah, men with like Ken dolls or whatever, like all those things, like it was just this, you know, 
the image that kids were seeing and, and affect potentially affecting their, their, their lives. So I think Barbie is probably the, the pick here in terms of more iconic, um, though no disrespect to Hot Wheels. And American Girl gets some love for sure as of late. I know a ton, uh, like my, my niece, um, nieces were really big into it. Um, it's, a, it's a very popular thing with, with kids um, these days. So. so just a little bit of history on Barbie. Barbie actually came around about 10 years before the Hot mm-hmm. Wheels came around. So uh, Elliot Handler's wife, um, forgive me, I just lost where her name was, Ruth, uh, she actually was the inventor of it. So th- those two were the co-founders yeah. of Mattel, and that's where yeah. it came from. And then as far as American Girl, where did my number go? Sorry. Um, history of it in the late 90s yeah yeah uh, late good. 80s late 80s and 90s uh, in early 90s so mm-hmm. yeah um which which shout well not shout out but just mad respect for the mattel family uh or the mattel company and then what, what was it i missed that was it mattel is that their last name or is that no uh, oh okay. uh, yeah i don't, I don't even I, yeah it wasn't handler was their name oh okay um which is interesting but yeah anyway if if they're the creators of mattel and they've created brands like barbie and and hot wheels i mean come on like that's that's toy making royalty right there like you can't like how do you how do you like how do you come up with barbie and just be like, all right, yeah. And then, you, you know, five to 10 years later, you come up with like this epic car that just never, I don't know. It just, stuff like that just blows my mind. I don't, I don't know why. Just like people that can just come up with something that just transcends an industry and then come up with something that transcends an industry again. So, okay, Mattel, the name comes from Harold Matt Madsen and Elliot Handler, who founded the company in 1945. And they originally sold picture frames and later dollhouse furniture. So Madsen (laughs) uh, ended up with poor health and he ended up selling his shares to uh, Ruth Handler, Elliot's wife, um, just, you know, shortly after they actually founded the company in 1945, so. Interesting. Could have been picture frames that they were still stuck on at Mattel yeah good for them um all right well oh, I, and I did I say little, did I oh. say sorry that's why the name is Mattel yeah. so it's Matt and Elliot combined oh there you go the more you know yeah sorry um no no, no you're good so the, the last thing before we get a, and this isn't even a friendship test Although it is a test for you. Yeah, you love to test me in my... I do. I do. Yeah. So I think this one might be easy, but I don't know because I I was a little shocked with it. So here's what the quiz is. And and listeners at home, you can think about this as well. Maybe it'll be easier for you than Brian. Um, So we have decades and toys. Oh, jeez. We have... The 40s 
the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s. Those are your options. Okay. Okay. I'm going to list a toy. Okay. You have to tell me which decade they are. And oh. I will tell you the hint is that each decade is used once. Okay. From the 40s to the 80s. Okay. Okay. So there are five here. And you're going to tell me them um, at, all at once or in one random at, order? Okay. Yeah, one at a time. Random in random order. Okay. So the first one is a softball. We're going Hot Wheels. So what decade is that, Brian? That's 60s. Yes, correct. Okay, good. Okay. Good. The next toy, Cabbage Patch Kids. Ooh. I'm going to go with – it's a toss-up here. It's either the 40s or the 50s, I think. I'm going to go with the – 40s. Way off. What? Cabbage Patch Kids were the 80s. Really? Yes. Yeah. I actually thought that was a little bit of a softball because they were like crazy popular in the 80s. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when they're it doesn't matter when they're popular. Well, when they are well, when when is it? When are you, are you uh, looking up? When wait, 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 wait. You said the eighties. Yeah, I'm I'm calling you out on falseness here. Oh, what do you have? This says 1976. No, Cabbage Patch Kids. 1982. What are you reading? Off of Cabbage Don't Patch. Fact- Cabbage Patch Kids website. Original artwork signed long-term licensing in 1982. And then in 1983, Cabbage Patch Kids were introduced with at the International Toy Fair in New York City. I don't know if it's the difference between Cabbage Patch Dolls and Cabbage Patch Kids. I feel like they're the same thing. So Cabbage Patch Kids on their website starts their history in 1976. Xavier Roberts Oh, but that's not a Cabbage Patch Kid. That's like are you on their site right now? That's like some mutant puppet. It doesn't matter. If they start their history then. If they start their history then. Yeah. They didn't they weren't called that. No, get out of here. You're you're way off anyway. It's the 80s. 1980s. No, but I'm just questioning. I'm questioning. I'm I'm marking the rest of this quiz as oh, questionable. Get out of here. Questionable. No, no. The fans all knew it. Every every listener was like, "Oh yeah, the '80s. They were really popular." Um, you were an '80s kid, Brian. You should you should have known about this better. You look at me and you think Cabbage Patch Kid. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right, hmm. all right. So you're you're way off on that. Uh, and I was still correct, despite your challenges. No, I don't um, know. I don't know. The company was established before before you say that it was. So I don't think that's right. No, I didn't say the company. I said the toy. The toy. That's like saying it, it named the name change was made in 1982. You can't say that they changed their name 
Like they were, they were Cabbage Patch that's, Kids before that's that. When they, they were what they were, but but they were. That's when they were what no, they were. No, they were just dolls or puppets or whatever beforehand. No, that. So so you're saying that Here's when Alyssa Even changed if they were her 70s, name, you're still wrong. If Alyssa changed her name when you guys got married, she she didn't exist before that. No, that's totally different. How that, is that's it? It's a terrible argument. How is it? How's it different? Argument. It's a, it's just half of a name. The toy did the the toy was not like that's like I don't have a good comparison, but it's like because saying you that you're wrong that, that Beanie Babies existed since the 1900s because teddy bears existed in that time, like that that's what you're saying right now. But no, they changed no, 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 no. their name no. to be bear. If, if Ty T-Y had made had made bears prior to that, that would have been Beanie Babies before they were named Beanie Babies. I don't think that's true. Well, so I don't think that's so, true. So now Matchbox because, cars don't exist because because Mattel bought them and and are you saying that that they don't exist? No, anymore? they're still Matchbox cars. Well, but no. their names change because they're they're no they're under Mattel now. You're fighting a losing battle, sir. We're gonna we'll continue this afterwards, but I'm just they're saying seventies. They're I'm just 80s. saying. I'm saying. That that it's it's suspect. Nineteen eighty two. Anyway, hmm. you were wrong. Anyway, you're fighting a losing battle. But but you, I'm saying you you're wrong too. I'm saying you're wrong too. <laughs> okay. I'm saying you looked Whatever. it up and All you're right. wrong. I I'm not. I'm I'm still right. No, okay. no, no, so, no, you're not. There are three options left. We're getting back on track here. There are three options left. Um, so the sixties were Hot Wheels. The eighties. Hmm. Yeah. Sure. 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 Yeah. I'm questioning the rest of it. The next is Legos. When were Legos? What decade? This one was interesting. Uh, hmm. I'm going to go the 50s. You're not far off on that one. It was actually the 40s. <laughs> was one Legos. Oh, I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, sure. I, I just didn't... Like, Legos, to me, I, I thought were uh, not... Um, not around for a while? I don't know. I guess they knew they were around for a while, but... Uh, the 40s is is, is you fact checking me here too. Oh yeah, just, heck yeah, I am. I'm making sure that you're you're okay. pulling the right numbers right. here. And I'm sure you'll find every answer is correct. Well, no, because the last uh, one was incorrect. So no, agree to disagree. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't realize that this would bring so much debate. <laughs> I know, this, I didn't either. This, this is a friendship test. It was supposed to be like a actually. This one was supposed to be an easy one, but yet now we've gotten into a debate about when Cabbage Patch Kids were. Well, I mean, you know, the Legos even starts their history in 1932. So, oh my God. The Lego Group. Legos. Lego Group was formed. I'm just saying. Enough. Just saying. The Lego Group was formed in 1932. The next, the next is Rubik's Cube. You have two options left, the 70s or the 50s? Uh, 50s. Uh, Rubik's Cube was actually the 70s. What? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the last one, which you now know, um, the 50s is, well, I had Play-Doh was the, the other toy, which was the 50s. Huh. How many uh, of those did you actually so know? Much- How many did you know, though? I just want to know. Honestly, well, I knew the 60s from this research for Hot Wheels. Yeah. And I knew the 80s for Cabbage Patch. Uh, you did not. 
I did. No, I you did didn't. know that. No, you. I didn't. honestly knew that. I have older siblings. They had them. They were. They that lived doesn't their matter. Lives in the 80s. That doesn't matter. Did you have? Did you have older siblings that had Legos? I would have, if I was taking this quiz, I would have gotten that one right. Did you ha- have? That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. Did you have older siblings that had Legos? Yeah, but but, but fat, what? If you've ever watched, I love the '80s, or if you've ever watched iconic '80s stuff, like like it doesn't can, mean that that that's what, because it's popular and that's when it came out. But that's a good indicator. No, hence saying it's not. that I would have guessed it correctly. No, it's not. It doesn't it's, mean I would have known actually, it for sure. It's not actually a good it, indicator at all. It's it's not. Because you uh, you can't you can't justify your guess based off of when something was popular because things come and go out of style and you can't disagree with that. Uh, I do, I do. I I don't disagree so, that they so, do come and go. Yeah, like like Hot Wheels. I mean, we talked about it. like they're they're popular today. We don't feel like they are, but they are. Um, but I wouldn't have said but, that they were more popular in the seventies than they were in the nineties. I don't know. Well, that's also possibly because we don't, we didn't live through that time or we didn't like experience it in some ways. Like for me, while I didn't live through the eighties, I feel like I know a lot about the eighties. It's in pop culture. It's in, you know, I mean, my siblings collected Garbage Pail Kids, which was a knockoff of that, which was popular in the 80s as well, in, in early 90s. Then, you know, the 90s, you have you know, late 90s with the Beanie Baby. Like, there's crazes that then are then associated with certain toys. And, yeah, sure, they may have longevity past a decade. They may, I mean, car- the Cabbage Patch Kids still sold after the 80s, but, like, they're known for the 80s as their their decade no, of dominance. They, they are not. They are. No. Cash Patch. No. I, you you're going to die on uh, this sword because because I you're will. wrong. I will. You are wrong. I need okay, okay. All right, all right. We'll, we'll we'll end this we'll end this now. And I want I want listeners to speak up. I need you to tell me not only, you know, you can do your own research if you want. But who's right in this scenario? Are, are Cabbage Patch Kids known for the 80s or are they known for the 70s? Or another decade. Maybe you think they're known for another decade. But I would venture to say that it's the 80s. And you think they're the 40s. So, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I thought they were invented. Not that they were known for that time period. I thought they were, were invented in, in the 40s. Because that's what they look like. They look like they could have come from the 40s. They do look. I, you are correct. I am with you on that. They looked like that, but they were in '80s iconic toy. Oh, oh! I just Ooh, found. I need, I need listener X. I need listener X on this one. I'm going to tell. I'm, he's, it's been a while. He's been busy, but I want listener X to listen to this Where episode, this and I need his him this to settle it. Cabbage Patch Kids. Twenty fun facts you may not know. Cabbage Patch Kids were born in 1976. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. But they weren't known for the 70s. I, I'm not saying they were. You said when were they That's so vague. invented. That's so vague. When were they invented is what you asked, right? 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay. All right. I was just connecting Delusional toys to the decades thinking... that they dominated. No, no, right? no, no, no. No, that's not what your question was. That's not what your question was. Don't lie now. Don't backtrack because I found research that I'm supports. I'm not backtracking. I'm still these... saying. Yep, yep. Okay. We're, You're still we're disagreeing with the age we're thinking okay. now. Bye. Get out of here. You really are crazy. All right. So today's delusional thinking, if you've made it this far past our bickering. Yeah, seriously. We're way over time. Is <laughs> We were on pace until that debate. <laughs> Because anyway. you're trying to stump me with a quiz and you got it wrong. I wasn't anyways, trying to stump anyways, you. Okay, I, I was delusional just, thinking. Uh, delusional thinking. We we're, we're off the rails. Okay. Would you rather, Brian, have irons like like you know? And I had to look. I had to picture this in my head. So irons like you know, you're ironing your clothes. Oh, I was thinking I, golf. I was, you, you yes, had... I had. I I was very uh, confused until I thought kept thinking about it. But no, like irons for feet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, was, I just well, glanced at that. Yeah. Four feet. An is, iron is the, for each feet and foot. Yep. Yes. Or you have Hot Wheels for t- your toes. So each one of your 10 uh, toes okay. is a, a, a Hot Wheel car. Hot Wheel car. Okay. Yep. And with the iron. Are they like a full flat surface that's kind of like like no grip at all? Uh, it is like the material of an iron. So I would say no grip. They just so like, have grooves. Like but... if you were to step on a wet surface, you're probably going to slide, right? There's no grip. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is it a hot iron or is it cold iron? So I think I'm going to say this. I think you can make it hot if you choose to make it hot. Okay. And then I'll also liven it up that in time, if you you can get good at it with the Hot Wheels as toes, I think you could, you know, move around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Get up on your toes, the balls uh, or not on the balls of your feet on your toes. Um, yeah, get on your toes and kind of skate around. Yeah, okay. I think that's the benefit of okay. that. Okay, and and I'm guessing I have to wear shoes and socks over top of these. Well, it's up to you. Well, I mean, like you don't have to. no shoes, no s- shirts, no service. So certain establishments sure. would kick me out if I didn't, right? Uh you know, I'd say this. I well, this is just me thinking about it. I don't think you'd be kicked out for the iron feet. I think that one would just be like, what a weird, weird uh, shoe. shoe he's got on, right? Okay. The other one was like, what the f-? like? You has bare feet, but then his toes are yeah, match or or Hot Wheels. Like, that's strange. Yeah, looking. Yeah. Really. Mm. So you'd have to probably cover that up in some mm. some way. Hmm. Yeah. Well. uh I don't know why, but I think I'm going to the the Hot Wheel cars as toes because I feel like I could eventually get down like the standing on my toes and kind of riding around a little bit or gliding at least um, in yeah. certain instances. But then also like having real feet 
you know, the rest of the foot is, is a normal foot would I think help as opposed to an iron on my feet, just being, I'm thinking that as a fairly heavy thing that, that you kind of have to almost lug around. It's probably heavier than your normal foot. And so it's kind of a, a more of a cumbersome thing than any benefit that it might provide. So, I mean, I'm not going to iron things with my feet uh, and, and, you know, iron clothes or anything like that. Sure. Uh, if I forgot to turn off the heat, uh, you know, I might burn my carpet. Um, if I had to walk over the hot pavement, like it has been recently, you know, it, it might get really hot really quickly because there's no, um, I don't even know what the right science term is, but the heat is just going to transfer very quickly to the iron metal up my body. Um, there's no like potentially, potentially. Yeah. I think that's a fair analysis. Um, yeah, I, I think I find myself and again, I don't know why, but I find myself on the other side. I think, and I honestly think that the most normal is the iron feet. If that makes sense. Like I've, I don't know. Like, I feel like I could, I guess, I feel like I could walk normally. Uh, I could just lift it, my toes up and I'm walking normally. I guess. Like, it just seems like a lot of work. And it feels like it also would be painful to ride. You, you'd be able to do it, but I feel like it'd be painful to ride on the toes. Why? You, it may be painful, but you have to train yourself to do it. Sure. Sure. I'm an elite See, level athlete. Oh, so here's 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 where my mind went actually is I'm an elite level athlete as well, but I'm like an MMA fighter. And I have iron feet. And that's probably my nickname too, Iron Feet. And uh I can burn people. Like I mean, I'd probably be dominant at it. Uh and it's, it's usually pretty sharp at the not sharp, but like pointy at the end of an iron so i'd be able to kick people pretty here's the hard. problem here's the problem is that your your feet probably have to be registered as lethal weapons mm. so you may mm. not be able to travel with them you're probably going to go off on me- in metal detectors all the time that's true so are you though There's yeah but but i don't have as much metal as you do true like your full foot is metal mine's just yeah. my digits i don't know but that's still pretty cool though it'd be like i'm so hardcore that like part of my body is a lethal weapon. Like that's awesome. Yeah, but then I like that. Then when you when you get into the ring and you you severely injure somebody, you get in a lot yeah. of trouble. True. I'll have to train myself to just hurt them a lot and not hurt them too much. The other thing is I would love to see you try to raise your foot as an iron up above, you know, anywhere above your waist level. Mm. Well, that that would require some effort as well. Because you're also going to have to actually, stand on the other iron, right, as you're doing it. So if you yeah, try to kick someone. I, this is super random, Brian, but actually to, earlier today, I uh, I think I was holding something in my hands, and uh, I decided to try to close one of the upper cabinets in my uh, kitchen, and which is like above the 
counter. And I was like, I wonder if I can do it with my foot. And so I like, it took oh, me like 10 geez. tries, but I was able to get my foot up enough to just close it. Um, I was pretty impressed with myself, but I am not flexible at all. I, I hope, I, I hope you sanitized that <laughs> drawer. It was clean. Cabinet. I haven't gone out of the house. I took a shower. I'm good. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm sure, well, I'm sure Alyssa disagrees with that. Well, she doesn't need to know. Um, but no, I. She's yeah, not so making think, it to to this point in this podcast. No, I don't that think is she is. Sure. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but no, I, it, this is uh, went 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 south really quickly. Is that is that a good uh, yeah good representation of this podcast? Yep. Not not bad, but 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 uh, we got some he- heated uh, debates in there. For check your facts. Just check your facts. Go check look. your facts is correct. Go look at um, go look at it up online I, yourself. Figure out who's right, who's wrong. Yeah. We know need, who's right. Brian and I need listeners' feedback. If you want to text us, if you want to write a review, if you want to call us, if you want to be a guest on this episode and critique us, we'll do whatever. As long as you side with me, um, we're good. So, anyway, um, thank you guys if you made it this far. I appreciate, appreciate you guys listening. Um, you know, if you haven't already, uh, we love, 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 love sport. Um, if you can subscribe to us on Google, Apple, Spotify, wherever you're getting your podcasts, and uh, send us send us some love on on some of our social media platforms on Twitter at Quest for One Hundred and on Facebook and Instagram at Quest for One Hundred Podcast. All right, until next time on the Quest for One Hundred. Mm-hmm.